This is just Hey legends, this conversation is with a close friend of mine, Terry Barber. He is a multi-instrumentalist sound guru. Unfortunately, this episode, the main sound recording failed. However, we have the backup from the camera recording. So please hold on tight because this is an awesome conversation and would love you to hear it. All right, Jonty. Here we are. Okay, so this is just on. Jonty James. Just on Jonty James. Just on Jonty James. And we have the one and only Terence Terry Barber, who has been a really phenomenal support for me over the past year and a half, almost two years, uh, with running our events. And you have shown up consistently to our events and also to our, our free community events and also to our monthly full moon events where you have utilized your incredible talents to make some incredible sound with the didgeridoo, with the drums, with the hand pans, sound balls, clickers, shakers, all sorts. And within all of that, we've been able to run some really incredible events. And I'd like to think that we've supported a lot of people on their journey over this time. So first of all, I just want to say thank you very much for your support and also your dedication and commitment to giving back to the community and just continually showing up to share your gifts. So Terry, do you want to share a little bit about yourself and I guess how you got into all of this? How did you get into creating sound and, and getting to the point where you can play so many different instruments and you have such an ability to intuitively tune into music and, and know what is just needed for the right time and the right space? Well, big question. Mm. Where to start? I guess music for me has been a, um, some say not a lifelong journey but more of an admirer of people that can actually could have got up and uh, been in front of hundreds of tens of thousands of people and uh, performed. I used to sit there uh, as a teenager and go to my favourite bands and watch them thinking, geez, I'd love to be on stage and be able to do that in some way, in some shape, some form. And what is that all about when you do that? And uh, so over the years and through different circumstances and breakthroughs, breakdowns, breakups, all sorts of different things happening in my life, um, led me to a point Started first started playing with the didgeridoo and learning what that was all about. Uh, no one's taught me how to play. No one's virtually showed me. I've sat alongside of a couple of people and just had conversations around different things. Um, but it's a matter of sitting and for three months till I really got my first breath within playing that uh, didgeridoo or yadaki. And then from that point on, it just led me on a, an amazing journey that's... Um, of wonderment, joy, uh, sadness, emotional feelings, ups and downs, ins and outs, ins and rounds, and uh, many, many different things. Uh, almost I qualified as a body therapist and I worked in a lot of deep cellular memory trauma and that sort of stuff in my early days as well, way before uh, sound came into it. Um, and it's just evolved. I've had my times with it, had my times away from it. It hasn't always been the thing that I've always chased. It's not something that I chase, it's something that I practice that's kind of like um, an inner sacred place or an inner sanctum inside of me that I just, I'm able to connect with a different part of myself in there and I enjoy that and I allow myself to express that through sound. Uh, whether it be the didgeridoo, yadaki, tongue drums, crystal bowls. Um, sound is music to me because it's, it's, it's my soul just releasing and, and, and engaging itself in a way where it finds its freedom about itself and I can breathe into there and it's an expression of myself that I just kind of mm, it is what it is mm. it is what it is it's, it's, it's made, it's changed, it's done a lot over the last few years yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's phenomenal my take on, on your gifts and what you have to offer are yeah, that they're your soul or spirit your own spirit just working through you and you know I think you've got to the point from my point of view the point where there's so much skill and so much practice that 
what flows out of you is yeah it's just like pure well, pure spirit pretty much when you turn up to events I know I wasn't supposed to say the word event <laughs> <laughs> when you're there and you're you've got your instruments what are the feelings that are coming through you when you're playing your instruments um I don't know if they're feelings or such or messages or I don't know if it's spirit talking through me I my idea is I if I'm asked or invited or I need to turn up I turn up I never really have an idea of what I'm going to do or how I'm going to do it and then I just allow myself to go into that space and whether I'm nervous or I'm happy whether I'm sad whatever's happening is coming through at that moment um I'm well aware that it does something. What it does, I don't really fully have to understand. I have to fully know what that does. Whether that's healing or whether that's releasing or whether that's making people happy or whatever that's connected with. I don't believe there's a science or a logic to it. Mm. It's just the way that I'm connecting with a part of myself. Um, that's something that I've learned, something that I go into. And I still get a little bit nervous occasionally, mm. uh, which is good. I, I feel like I'm alive. But for the best part of it, um, I'm excited, but very subtly keep that close to my heart. And um, I think I've been pretty, pretty blessed myself to when I first come across yourself and uh, Alan um, and how I met you and the vision that I've seen actually prior to all that and how that's outplayed and how I've stuck to this, which is when I first met you guys, I think I briefly told you a story that I couldn't stop. I stopped playing music. I've been playing for so many years that I actually stopped. It's been over 20 years now. Mm. I actually stopped being creative. I stopped doing my artwork. I stopped doing my music. I just... Um, I was terrified to sit on the ground, not for the reason that I couldn't sit on the ground, so I couldn't get back up again. My body was fractured, my mind wasn't wasn't still, it wasn't quiet, it was all over the place. Mm. I, wasn't, I wasn't in a good state, mental health or in a health, healthy physical state. And by approaching Alan, having a bit of a chat with him and saying, come and join, it got me back into that in a certain way. And it wasn't it was a vision that I've seen that's kept me going. It's not, it is the people around that vision, but it's the vision that sits in the back of me, which is a, which is a piece of land that sits up at Tullabudger Creek that keeps me going and going, going, going. And somehow that land talks to me, somehow that land speaks to me, somehow that I connect energetically with and play in and honour whatever that is, and it brings a certain, brings me to a state of peace, uh, happiness, joy, freedom. Um, a closer sense of soul connection with myself um, I don't do things to want anything in return I'm not giving and receiving because I'm just if I'm receiving then I'm giving and I don't have a giving and receiving thing I'm just doing something um, and I get both in the same it's like this entitlement of something that I have uh, it's been many years now Yeah, ask me some ask me some other questions, some questions that I didn't want to answer. Whatever this is over your mind. Yeah, I really love your story and just appreciate so much what you're sharing. I know you've been through some pretty big challenges and you know really big life changing experiences in your life. Uh, I'd like to just understand a little bit more around how you've shaped your values and what are some of the defining moments in your life that have really defined who you are and what you stand for? Okay. Um, so I guess a lot of what I do, uh, not just in the sound, but in my artwork and what I'm about, that's come from a lot of struggles. Uh, it's come from a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, uh, a lot of deep, you know, looking at myself. I would call them shadows. A lot of hard line kind of stuff. Um, what I was looking, I didn't know I was looking for, or what I was looking for. Yeah. But I'm trying not to explain what's the, the 
is the, the, the richness of where my where the sound comes from or my music as I would call it comes from is um, by getting up, breathing every day and just moving forward and just just keep getting up, keep getting up, keep turning up. Um, I have the right to be happy, I have the right to be free, I have the right to express myself, I have the right to say what I want to say, I have the right to feel um, in, in all of these places and explore that time and time again about myself. Um, and, and a lot of things too, just because I'm older doesn't mean I'm wiser. <laughs> it could be far from um, older just means looser. 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 I like the sound of that. It doesn't mean wiser. It just means you've lived through a lot of stuff and hopefully that everyone around you, if they have us, <clears throat> whatever times they have or whatever we do, um, the people still get up every morning and don't let whatever adverse things that run on your life run you mm. uh, you're much more stronger than that like what I wish for what did he say I for if I know I'm doing this sort of stuff if for people to be who they want to be and live the life they want to live or how they want to live that and keep them on track mm. keep people on track that's how I met you Johnny I watched you change in the last two years from a person who was doing what they were doing then going this is what I want to do you're on track that keeps me on track because <laughs> yeah. everybody else on track so it's not just me doing something it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shared it's yeah. a very much a shared thing if you cut loose then I'll cut loose so I'll do something but like I said old doesn't mean wiser it yeah. just means for me older means being older oh what's it mean I don't know yet I'm like old enough to know I think just more experience, right? And the more experience that you have, the I guess the more ways you're able just to let go and accept things as they are. You were explaining before to me in the conversation we were having earlier about just being able to kind of breeze over things that maybe in the past you would have held on to for a bit longer, you know, whereas now that you've, I guess, gone through many different life situations, you're able to just be like, does this actually really matter to me? And should I invest my time into going around in circles around this, this situation? Or am I better off just, just accepting it fully and letting it go? Would you say that that was something that you that you have developed along the way? I think it basically goes along values and where, where energy is spent or where thoughts or where you're, where you're spending your time or how you're spending your time in that place inside of yourself. Nothing to do with anyone else, really. So it's, it's how much I give it into that. It's, um, we have one physical life. Um, we have one magical chance to just to live it in whatever way that that comes to us. Um, because someone might be living it very differently doesn't mean that they're not living it the way that they should be living it. Uh, I'm not here to judge people if, uh, I don't believe in levels. I believe that we're just people going through this thing doing whatever we're doing and sometimes it gets bloody hard I know what hard is I know what it's like to experience that sort of stuff and sometimes when that hardness is wondering why it is hard it doesn't mean that it's hard it's just that we don't understand the position that we're in in life at this moment and what put us to that um, and having that breather that we do at Tullabudgee Creek gives people at least a snippet of a snippet and I've seen it happen every time I've been there a snippet of something a snippet of non- non-whatever and into a place of freedom mm -hmm. they, they, I, I watch it I watch everyone just go into this like I call it flatlining mm -hmm. really it's, it's, it's just taking a pause on and taking a pause and it, and it reassesses everything and it goes oh, what was that that's what I really needed they know they need that that's why they come there and we're just sort of beating down all that other stuff while it's going on that's what music does that's what sound does that's what good connection with self does and we allow that to actually step and into us and when we do that we get this great sense of self we get a better sense of self because mm -hmm. I believe that where there's this little energetic vibration moving around a place and it picks up things while it's going on it picks up other people's thoughts and other people's things and am I there so am I that and sooner or later I realise that I'm all of that and more but how much of it do I want to hang on to and all those sorts of things so that's all part of life um, 
I don't, I don't think in all my life that I've ever changed. I've quietened. I've got slower. And that's not because of my age. That's because I just want things to come at me slower. But I'm just as energetic. I'm just as fit and healthy. And I don't have nana naps in the afternoon like some young blokes do. So that's <laughs> a, a pretty crazy thing. But yeah, well, sometimes I do. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You know, every now and again you need a good nap. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> But um, I guess for me it's all around values. Um, life, life, I guess to me is just a. It's more. It's not a hundred or a thousand breaths. It's one breath. You get one chance. Mm-hmm. You get one movement into something to feel it. Allow yourself. Allow myself to feel. I'm not scared of my feelings. And that's very important. Um, and my feelings change every day. They're not, they don't renew themselves. It's just like the sun rises and the sun falls. It's different. Every day is never the same. There isn't a sunrise that's ever been the same. And the thousands of them that I've seen and the meditations that I've done and the breaths that I've taken. <clears throat> my big thing is now is that I do breath work every morning and I'm wondering am I taking somebody else's breath? <laughs> am I taking too many breaths? Am I spending too much time doing breath work in the morning? <laughs> Do I sit and I meditate and I watch the sunrise? Oh, this is interesting. Oh, it is different. Oh, I'm different. I'm feeling different. What is it I'm feeling about? Sometimes it's just not clear. Sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. And there's a really true story in the part is all the answers are within you. So, and that's a hard one. When you realize that all the answers aren't in you, and you've got a really good question to ask, that question and then you'll find out what comes out because all the answers aren't inside of the one person mm. um, sometimes we need to reach a little bit more beyond that and realise that that's where wisdom and old age comes in or getting older yeah. comes in um, but if you think all the all the answers are within you then you're not going to ask anyone any questions because they're not going to give you any answers because you've got all the questions and the answers inside of you so if you can let go of that theory and you can connect a little bit deeper with someone like I did this morning mm-hmm. they knew yeah, they knew all the answers were inside of them but how are they going to get any answers from me if they just wanted the answers that were inside of them mm-hmm. they weren't really talking to me yeah. so we weren't really connecting and that's something that somebody taught me this morning it's not something that I knew or got I got that from the interrelationship from the interaction from the interaction which is beautiful communication yeah. that's where the preciousness can actually come from so that was a really, really beautiful thing to learn about that this morning. Um, so we've got all these theories and <clears throat> gurus and people and many different things and people going, no one, no one has the answers. You know, we have conversations and sometimes in those conversations beautiful things will come up and things will be shared which will just shake your world and it'll, it'll sh- touch you it'll right? touch you in a certain place it'll melt something away and you wonder why didn't I just get that it's so simple yeah there were so many things to get through because our minds are <clears throat> you can teach someone to breathe but yeah. what's in their mind or what encompasses their whole mind or what they're all about as this human being and this soul doing their thing is different from yours and it's there to do that for a reason and it eats different, it sleeps different, it does all these things differently. It might be a woman or a man, it doesn't matter, or a child. And they breathe differently to you. And everything that goes on between them is so different. It's that difference that I'm always looking for, that part of me, the essence that I haven't touched on inside of myself that I'm sort of looking for every time. That's what melts me away into these other areas of um, looking into myself, I guess. I'm not real big on releasing traumas. I don't believe they're traumas. I believe they're life experiences. Mm. And some of those experiences are pretty hard. Mm. Um, but they're not necessarily traumatic. Mm. Um, but there is such thing as trauma to the body that can happen, yeah. which is quite left field stuff. It's something very different again. Um, <clears throat> through very, very adverse and very inhumane things done on people. Yeah. Um, for the best part of it, a lot of people are dealing with these days are just being being a person or a being or a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is that? So 
I would say to people now, uh, one of the big things that comes to me is be interested in yourself. Mm. So be interested in that voice that talks to you, the one you don't want to listen to. So be interested in whatever that actually says. I'm not talking the voices in my head telling me what I'm doing. Mm. There's an essence that's a little bit beyond that. that It just whispers gently enough to you and you give it half a chance, it'll take you a mile further than you've ever been before. Mm. And then it gets stronger and you start to listen to it. And that essence that you listen to is your intuition kicking in. Just like, can you listen to me for a minute? Don't eat the chocolate. Yeah. Just give me a second, I'm not eating the chocolate and I'll take you on a different journey. Just don't have the, the, the drink, don't have this, and I'll take you somewhere else because that's what you're really looking for. Mm. You're not looking for that else difference in the drink, that's the same, but there is this whisper, and when you gently exercise that whisper, it's your gut and your intuition, your gut self, mm. talking to you, saying, pay attention to me for a minute, and I'm going to take you on something that you really want to listen to. You don't have to if you don't want to, but if you do, I'll take you somewhere where you really, really want to go, and you don't know where that is, and you never will. Because your mind's not involved in it, it's the real kind of soul conversation inside. Mm. And that's what I found in doing you know, the style of breathing that I do. It's not breath work, it's mm. breathing and praying and saying a prayer with a matter in mind mm. <clears throat> and hearing where that's taken me. And that's what's given me so much joy. And it's not that someone outside of me taught me that, it's I've started listening to the voice. To yeah, the it's voice, and it's not a voice in my head, it's my soul talking to me. It's going, hey, come over here for a minute. Mm. All right. I don't want to go over there. Yeah. Mm. Because I don't want to go there is why I need to go there. Yeah. And that's, it, it scoops up and up more and more of life's adventure. Mm. To me, that's what the adventure's really all about, is being able to adhere to that. It doesn't mean I don't get unhappy, it doesn't mean I don't get sad, it doesn't mean I don't get frustrated, it doesn't mean that my mind doesn't go crazy at times. <laughs> all of those things are still there, but it's all part of me being this. Yeah, whatever it's in a little bit more. It's happening a little bit more every time and so mm-hmm. like that. I don't think it's deeper, I think I've probably been too shallow once in a while. Can you explain your morning breathwork practice that you do? Can you explain how you, what, what process you go through? I would love to hear your specific process. Because everyone has a different process and mm. it's really cool to, to hear what everyone else does. Okay, so mine's more like a morning prayer. Mm. Um, it's an exercise and, and to acknowledge the very thing that I took when I was born, which is my first breath. Mm. I was born at that point. <clears throat> if I did not take my first breath, mm. whether I've been forced or whether the doctor helped or whether I got a slap on the ass, whatever that happened to me, or whether I screamed and shouted, the biggest shock I ever got in my life was taking that first breath because I had to get my whole body to function. My body needed to function. That's what I've got to know through this cycle. I didn't get this from a doctor. This is what I've just got to know about myself. So I've taken that first breath. It's gone into a big shock. It's gone through struggles to get it going, to get my fingers doing this, to get my eyes doing that, to look at things, and to feel, to get through my sensory system, all these amazingly incredible, organic, natural things happened to me in that first breath. And what I do every morning, I honour that first breath. I go back to that first breath. And I feel into it. I breathe it. It's, it's, it's into my solar plexus. It's a light breath. It doesn't have to be an exercise. It's just an acknowledgement of, of breathing. Into my breathing, into here. And my chest just stays flat. And I'm breathing in and out. Into your lower belly. Into my lower belly. Yeah. Like, it's like watching a baby breathe. Really. Yeah. And I'm exercising and then I notice there's this little pulse in there. And I'm always interested in, I keep breathing while I'm asleep. What keeps that going? My mind, my thinking, I'm, I'm asleep. I know I'm asleep because I'm really not there. Like I'm in the off in la la land. I'm off in la la land and blackness. Yeah. But my body is just, but this body keeps doing this thing. Mm. Why I don't even have to have my mind on it. I don't even have to think about it. There's nothing that I do. It automatically has this little, pulse that keeps breathing so to me I'm acknowledging that first breath and in that at the end of what happens and when I when I I might do small holes I don't try not to stress my body I I get um, 
in connection with my nervous system, which makes me feel really good. I get a deep connection with, oh, I'm holding my breath, I'm not breathing, I'm not breathing, I'm not breathing, but hold on a minute. I've still got, I'm still alive. I'm just watching my body's reaction to holding breath or releasing my breath. I'm not trying to do anything or push past anything or break down anything. I'm not trying to release traumas. I'm not doing anything. I'm just observing what my body's doing without it struggling. I don't want it to struggle. I just want to fully relax. Just relax into a stress part. And if it's stressing a little bit, then maybe I'm going too far. I'm pushing with my mind. Maybe I just need to listen to my body and see what it's actually doing. So it's all a part of that. So through I do that cycle of my breaths. I do that probably 30 breaths three times in the morning. And sometimes that might go up to three or 400, 500 breaths. Mm. All depends up what the voice, yeah. or what where, I, what, where I'm at, what I feel mm. like doing, where, yeah, where I'm really at. So there isn't any length or stretch and it doesn't come into time frame. It's just a listening to the intuition, what it wants at that moment. And that's all part of my, my cycle, my natural cycle. And then what I do at the end of that is, uh, quite a deep silence and observation and that's my prayer mm. I'm not asking I'm not receiving I'm not giving I'm just sitting in the point of observation yeah. where it's I seem to be what most people maybe call centred there's no mind activity at all but just on the observation of where I'm actually sitting at the moment so there is a little bit of activity there as well you're focusing on something yeah, it's just like a void. It's a quietness. It's like a numbness, but a feeling of gentleness and yeah, warmth. And focusing on the nothingness or the space that's within you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the mind's there, but it's not doing anything. Yeah. It's just quietly sitting there and I'm observing this place. And to me, one would say, for me, it's like, oh, there's God. Mm. I'm not asking anything from you. You're not asking anything from me. It's just that underlying presence. We're just kind of sitting here and we're observing each other. And to me, that's witnessing of love. Mm. And that's what I get to. Yeah. And that would be not every morning, but I would say 90% of my mornings. You know, I get, get to that place. Point. I get to that point. And I get to that point, I'm starting to realise now, as I age, as I get older, whatever, that I can be at that point all the time without doing the breath work or without doing the exercises or without doing the meditations. I do those because I want to learn more about what my body can and doesn't want to do and things like that. But it makes me feel really good. I enjoy it. Mm. So um, it makes me happy. Mm. Um, it's a mix. It's a mix I've learned about. I mean, I, 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 I meditated for 15 years. Oh, yeah, almost 15 years of my life. Every morning, mm. every morning for 40 minutes to two hours. Wow. Every morning without fail. Doesn't matter where I was or what I did, who I was with or what I was about. Yeah. And three times within that, almost 15 years, I missed a morning. Wow. And I sat there one morning and said, what the fuck am I doing? I'm spending too much time sitting here watching the sunrise. Like, at some point, things need to change. They don't stay the same to make the change to realize why you do that sort of stuff. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm a guru. That means it's an exercise that was presented to me and I turned up and I did it to realize it all so I didn't have to do it anymore that way. So we do it in a different way. Yeah. I'm still now doing the same things I've always done, but they seem to be finely tuned. Mm. Yeah, you've connected to a point and that connection to that point has become so strong that you can kind of just tap into that yeah, at yeah. most points. Yeah. But then most I think points, build, most points. I think building that connection, or I feel that building that connection is something that does take a, a, a commit, long commitment to and a consistency of continually showing up for oneself and putting yourself in that place so you can build that bridge with your, I guess, yeah, like you said, love or whether you want to call it God or spirit or source. So how would you relate to, how do you feel in the relationship to spirit or to God or to whatever universal consciousness? How does that show up in your life? <laughs> like the first thing that comes to my mind and my thoughts is uh, when I draw, I have no comprehension. It's, I, I have a picture in my head what I would like to draw, but that's not what comes out. <laughs> what comes out I, I, I'm, I'm totally convinced to this moment that I, I could not redraw it if I wanted to yeah. um, I love what I do that's developed over 
20 years or so of just playing paints and drawings and sketching and I'm kind of not shy of it but I've got it tucked away and I've got all these little things and I just keep drawing I'm not doing it to become famous I'm doing it because I just like doing it at different times it's a practice I do sound and music and stuff not because I'm trying to make something out of it I just like doing it I'm not doing it because I want whatever at the end of the day I'm learning it's got its functionalities yes it needs to be funded and financed and all of these I, I get all that sort of stuff but I'm not doing it for all that stuff I'm doing it it's just because I love doing it and it just it inspires me more it keeps something rejuvenated happening yet at the same time sometimes it frustrates crap around me that I just don't want to get up and do it but when I turn up and it's happening I, I just somehow melt into it I'm always surprised every morning Yesterday we go to do one this morning. No, yesterday, I just no, I don't want to go. I just don't, <laughs> I don't want to be there. And then I'll wake up this morning and go, geez, I'm glad I'm here this morning. I feel so cool. What's all that? It doesn't matter. I'm here this morning. It's like, this is really good. I mean, 80 people up there and there's just you and I. And I'm just going, well, how am I going to do sound to 80 people? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Mm. And I start playing, you know, like I did when you give like, that ditch is too loud on there. That's all right, John. Did you put it on the ground? That's how it peed And it was actually great. I loved that. It just did something, you know. Yeah. I just... Everyone started looking around, they're like... Yeah, and it's not me that did that. It's the interaction of you and I that did that. And the people there that did that. And there's something in that that I love. Mm. I don't know the whole thing. I don't know how to talk about what that is. But there's something in that interaction of dances and it's just this openness of just going like this one. That's not something that I've just uniquely gained over time. That's something that I've learned from you. That's not just something that I came out of money. It's something that you've given me and I've accepted that from you. It's a gift you've given me. And I watch it time and time again. And there's other people in my life, they see that gift, you know. If they see the gift of you... And they take it and they go, thank you very much, I'll have that. And you've met a soul mate, you've met a soul friend, you've met a soul companion that you know that's so important at that time. Everything else doesn't matter. Mm. As long as that keeps happening to them and how that works, it's it's probably one of the most incredible, if you're talking spiritual moments, is that. What is that? I don't know. Just throw it down there, we'll mic it up. It's bloody loud. And it worked. And everyone went. Mm. Straight away they heard the Yadaki being played and straight away it triggered something it keyed something to be in motion that happens to me all the time when I do sound I don't have to worry about that thing mm. and yet before many years ago I probably went oh, what is that but it was very different my, my sound that I do now is very different to what it was 12 months ago 18 months ago as you would know you know the first time I could hardly breathe when I first started and now I'm just going, oh, let's just do this and oh, yeah. let's go and oh, play a drum and let's get the big earth drum out and do that for you. I don't know where it's going next. Um, mm. Oh, yeah, I like the travel more. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. crazy stuff. Oh, well, no, crazy stuff, but really, really good soul stuff, really good moment moments in those places. I know that it's um, sound is a big part of my life, it always will be. Um, I know that I'm supposed to do what I do. And I'll just keep doing whatever that is. Mm. Um, it doesn't have to be where, anywhere in particular. <clears throat> but I think I'm continually working, continually moving to wherever I am I'm meant to be. Mm. It's not separate from where I live in Byron Bay as when I actually come up to here. Um, yeah. Ask me a deep and meaningful question, Jonathan. A deep and meaningful question, okay. The mm. most deep and meaningful question I can ask you right now, what is the meaning of life, Terrence? Ah, right, that was a question that you're looking for an answer to, <laughs> and I just ain't got the answer to it. Um, <laughs> you know, I watch a lot of movies, and uh, different movies, and I watch a lot of actors, and you see this kind of thing going on here, I thought, oh, this is really cool, I've always wanted to do it, I like I'm doing this thing that they're doing, yeah. and it's with Jonty, does it have to be with some big famous actor that's up on the big screen and stuff like that you know it's bizarre you don't know how it comes you just don't know what how it's going to present itself it starts off somewhere so right? look at this it's just yeah it just starts from something mm. 
and you don't know where the next option goes. And that's most people's fear. Mm. We want to know. Mm. And if we don't know, then we're unsure, particularly men, mm. particularly men, because it'll rattle their brain, because we want to know. We love the adventure, but we want to know where the fucking adventure's going, mm. because we want to control it. Well, it doesn't happen that way. I'm, I'm not talking about a spiritual journey either, I'm just talking about a man's journey. It's about releasing and letting go and just knowing presenting yourself and having the courage to allow whatever presents itself to you, whether you want to say yes or no. Um, I think that mental health issues come from not being able to understand what your intuition is saying as opposed to what other people are telling you what to do and how to react to it all. That's where mental health is. The voices of others overtake Yeah, the voices of others, the voices around, we're very sensitive, we can pick up things and... I know when my friends are hurting, I know when they've got troubles going on, I can sit in that and I can meditate and I can hear. I know where my own stuff is, I know when my friends have got things going on. I, I allow myself to feel it. And that's one of the big things with all people is allowing yourself to feel it. Because we get tired of feeling because we feel so much. But it's one of the beautiful things to actually do. Mm-hmm. A friend told me that years ago when I was visiting in Thailand. I said to her, I said, normally I just, I just don't. Like what I feel, I'm tired of feeling things all the time. She went, I love my feelings, and bang, it hit. You just that was a big, that was like a big, big, big one. That was like three, four years, four years ago. Yeah, that was said to me, I went, I don't love my feelings. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, like I've never thought about that before. Like, how just what I do? And I went, oh, could I? You know, <laughs> what is it? No, oh, all right. And I tried it, and it worked. It changed. It made changes. Mm. So not only in those moments, and we're still great friends. It's, it's, I don't have an idea. I have an idea where I would, what I would like it to do, but I've seen that um, when I'm looking at it, never reaches great highs and great lows. Um, I'm just going through something. Mm. Um, I'm seeing people now where I used to be in parts of my life. They're in this point that know them in their life. And they say to me, you've been here, haven't you? I said, yes, I know that place. Mm-hmm. I can't get you out. Only you can. And, right? I, and you can, but if you have something that you want to talk about, and if you can, we can change, we can exchange some communication. And if you're looking for an answer, maybe I can help you out. I can't give you the right answer. Yeah. But maybe something I say. I can show you the way, but you have to walk it ultimately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you have all the, like, go back to that saying before, if you have all the answers inside of you, who the hell are you going to talk to when you want to ask a question? Yeah. You've got the answers, so why are you bother yeah. talking to me? I mean, it's a bit. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? That's a conundrum that I sit with, like, yeah, I know I have all the answers, but when you say it like that, it's like, well, yeah, why would you're, I, why what would you're I doing, Yeah, you're telling me you, you don't want, you don't want to talk to me. Yeah. You don't want to think I've got anything like being, of value to you. By almost being ignorant mm-hmm. and to believe that we yeah. have all the answers, but because we are all the same and we're all interconnected, like mm-hmm. the, I would say there is that connection that we have. We have the connection to all the answers, but the connection to the certain answers we might need probably isn't within us. And we have to build that connection by connecting with someone else. It's like you have a guy that's an electrician and a plumber and a mechanic. I'm not any through those things. I can do those things with bits and pieces. And yeah. An electrician, I don't want to know about because it's just too close to me. But we go to those people for, and we want answers because we trust that that's, we don't know it. So we go there for an answer. So we do have to be open. That's what openness is really all about. It's about allowing yourself to actually open your mind up that you don't have what's really there. And if you don't, where do we seek it? Go and seek it. Go and find it. Ask for help. I think yeah. that is also one of the biggest reasons why mental health is uh, so prevalent, uh, particularly in men. You know, I mean, it's two-thirds of suicides in men on this planet. And all too often I've been in this uh, experience many times in my life where I need help. I really need help in some way. But there's this part of me, this arrogance or this ignorance within me that won't reach out that won't reach out and ask the question, ask for support, or even just ask to be heard. So how would you say that you've been able to develop that within yourself where you actually can reach out? You know, you can go beyond thinking that you can figure it all out to go, hey, no, actually I need help. All right, so if... Hmm. 
then or her last hope. And you're in a place and you need help. You don't know what help is that you, that you require. You don't know what person is to ask. When I'm, if I'm in that place, I ask three simple questions. Is it mine? What I'm sensing, that's on my mind. Is it someone else's? Or is it the community at large? Now, as a, as a community at large, we can sense and feel how, how communities run. And that's what a king's all about. He sits in his kingdom and he senses how his communities run and he deals with it. Right? Um, so he knows if it's his problem or someone else's problem. And then he converts with other men in other groups to work out little issues and stuff like that. I always say, like I always say, three things. Is it mine? Is it yours? Or is it community at large that I'm sensing that I'm feeling? I feel that most of the time, a lot of the time, because we are beings of sensitivity or interaction, energy interaction, um, a lot of it's not ours. We're picking up the energy of what's just either one floating around until the shadows, community at large. That's what being a man's all about. Um, going through different things as you go into and through initiating yourself or passing through life. You, you're going to front these things. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the Dalai Lama or whoever you're about. From one point to the next point, you will witness things that you don't know that are on your journey but all of a sudden they're on your journey you don't know if they're yours you're just passing through all these memories of what it's like to be a man so if you're spiritual and you're here and you're just a baby and all of a sudden you're going to go here we go I'm going to live hopefully <laughs> to experience all these things that are lined up for me am I going to feel am I going to be suicidal am I going to commit suicide am I going to be the one that does it or am I just going to feel it and go through it Yet some men will actually commit that, uh, which is some people say that's a crime against humanity, against themselves, right? They're doing something that's bad against themselves, right? You don't know about that. So they get to a point they just can't take where they are. So life's taken away from them. Can they take it away from them? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So what I've been through this for four and a half years. So I've got to a point of what is this? Is it mine? This is what men feel when they get to this place in their life. It doesn't get too hard, it gets too confusing. What is this? I'm just being shown something. And I'm feeling, I'm sensing all of these feelings around me. And I got to a point where I had to stop worrying about everybody else's health and everybody else. Because I was a carer. I worked in palliative care and aged care and disabilities care. And we're quite, I loved it. I loved helping people to really cool. Play music and all sorts of stuff. Working culture mobs, all sorts of things. Um, and then just kind of took all what that was actually sitting there and just went, well, all of these men, have, a majority of these men have felt all of these things along their road. Or they've known someone. Or it's coming to their thoughts somewhere in their mind. If you open up that can of worms, it's coming that space somewhere. You've either crossed someone, you've met someone, or you're telling me someone else has done it. But I nearly guarantee you, most folks my age have, have come across somewhere in there, whether you're a doctor or a psychiatrist or a counsellor or whatever you are, you've had that point of mm, questioning life, questioning can you take your own life. And that's what's not yeah. somewhere I've been there many times. <laughs> <laughs> and it's to learn something about your existence. It's not there to really um, about what it's like to be a man. Mm. You witness so many things. It's not just about getting married, having children, building a house, building a job. And it's, it's all the mentality behind men and the, you know, what is a man built of? He's built of all of these things. And man is so built of all of this structure and things and sensitivity. So you get to realize how sensitive we, we are. We're just like, wow, we can suck it in and lap it up. And you can, if, you're, if you're aware enough or awake enough or whatever consciousness is these days, and just get a feel for what's around you, you know someone's 
sure it's always there and sort of puts a shadow to the diversity of it all, the diversity of who we are is, is, is incredible, I feel. We haven't even touched on what we really are. So we, a lot of a lot of people I know at the moment are all into this thing about um, hang around with people who are conscious. I mean, what the fuck is that? You've already just told me you're unconscious by telling me hang around with conscious people. So you've just rejected how many people that could you could experience in your life and might be totally unconscious but conscious at the same time, or it's because you're more conscious than what they are. Like I lost something here, and like mm, no, I'd rather be not conscious or unconscious rather just trying to be around at the moment and not get lost in any degree or any type or way of being but just um, I guess I'm here to experience a lot of things mm. I loved I hated my feelings and I really loved my feelings in a different way my feelings and my thoughts change every day I might say this to you today and then tomorrow it might change because there's a lot of allowance I can change. We're constantly changing, right? We're constantly, and our feelings are constantly renewing and refreshing, and it's that part. And I think what we want to do is to hang on to something so fucking tight that we just know that little bit's not going to fucking leave us. And I think when we realise that that isn't going to happen, that's when we're free. Mm. We really want to find something which really defines each single person, you in particular, me in particular, them over there, I don't know, I just want that little thing, it really defines this way and it just does it, it ties the knot, it makes everything just fucking right. When we realise that that ain't gonna happen, then we're free. That's what freedom is to me. It just mm. ain't gonna happen. Mm. Wars aren't gonna stop. No one even stop the battle in you. It all starts from within. It right? all starts in this whole thing of what's going inside of you. So if we're trying to if we're trying to define ourselves and chase a life where we're trying to really figure out who we are, we're not really that free, are we? We're, no, we're, not. we're trapped in a cage of trying to figure out something that is actually completely undefinable and, and, and its essence, right? So yeah, it's a really, it's a really beautiful way to, to, to describe it and to yeah to put a bit of an understanding around this probably an endless chase that a lot of humans are on. What is it? What's the meaning? Who am I? What am I here for? And I think we can momentarily come into phases of our lives where we have a certain purpose. It might be a purpose that lasts for the rest of our lives. It might be a purpose that lasts for a season. And I think when we can connect to those and understand, yeah, cool, okay, that resonates with me in the moment and that is my truth for now and I'm going to run with that and play with that until yeah. it gets to the point where it no longer is my truth yeah. and then we get to discover something new. We get to go back into that unknown phase. And right? what you're talking about is having an interest in yourself, self-love. Mm. You've got an interest in yourself. You've got an interest in that voice that wants to do this and know it's going to do so long and it's not going to last and I'm going to be adventurous enough to know it's not going to last and it's going to change, it's going to become something else. Yeah. But you as you in it will be the same. But you as you go through it and feel and sense it will be a little bit different every time. Yeah. It'll be more appreciative of different circumstances and what life is really all about. So it continually declutters if it wants or desires and it continually opens up this new this new can of worms or this new can of things inside of you which is which is just really lovely when you actually experience like you keep touching into and feeling into more of your own essence essentially right yeah as yeah. we grow and obviously our physical bodies are changing right i think they say in seven years our full physical composition is completely different because our cells recirculate and and change over and we grow new cells right yeah. and even things like the liver they say two years your liver is a full new liver so you can heal it in that, in that amount of time so as we grow and as we develop as human beings we're in this constant state of flux and we're in that constant state of flux when we accept it we move with it that's when we can continue yeah. to discover more and more and more beautiful things about us and around about the world as well i'd like to to understand a little bit more about who have been some of your biggest teachers in your life um well who would that be uh first one that comes to mind is my father my father um why 
which way I could speak of him, I don't know. I think it was his silence. Um, like a presence or um, silence? He's not into relationship with me, not interrelating from a, a whole lot of communication. Um, I didn't see that as good or bad or anything. Uh, it's just the way it was. So, um, and if I'd learned something different from somebody else, I still wouldn't say that it was any different or any worse than what I got from my father. It's just as good. I didn't have an expectation of it anyway. The second one would be influences around my mother. Um, both of them around love and what love became or was or what they went through uh, in their lives. Uh, once again, not a lot of communicative stuff, but to me that seemed normal. It's not like today, old mum didn't talk to me, so I just go, oh, I didn't know. I didn't have all that stuff going on. I didn't have, my dad didn't talk to me. You're showing up through action, right? They were just here every day. They got up every morning and they were there. They didn't run off from, you know, they had, had their arguments, had their fights, had their mental relation the way that it was. But um, they always, I, I always felt like they were present. Mm -hmm. They were very, like, super present. They were not, not in my life. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Is they were not, not in my life. They were always there. The essence and the connection never left me until I passed away and even then it hasn't left me mm. so I felt chords break and chords snap I felt them passing away inside me what my interpretation was of them when they both passed mm. but their presence was always there their connection to each other was there their connection to us their children was there in whatever way shape or form that that came it was never not there so that's a question which I've never related to or spoken into what I meant before Whereas, even the same, I, my brother passed away many years ago in a very bad accident. I still feel a connection with him. It's like it's still there, but not there physically, but there. My two sisters who I haven't seen in a while. Um, for whatever natural reasons, it's not nothing to be tormented about. Um, I, I don't feel disconnected from them. Even though they're not there, I haven't seen them in years, but I don't feel I'm disconnected from them. Mm. And I learned something in recent times is the problem that we have in relationships is when we disconnect with the other person. That's when it hurts. Mm. Yeah, and it's about staying connected regardless of the situation. And so it doesn't mean you have to be with that person, but you can still stay connected inside yourself, I guess. It's something cool. I don't believe that we can actually disconnect from anyone. No, we can't. Energetically, it's just yeah. you know, there's this ball of energy that's floating around. And it's like, hey, I don't need that sort of relationship with myself, or that's happening with me. My well, life. It's like a mind block is how we disconnect, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, mind block doesn't really work. It's yeah. just it's just like, well, it's a power <laughs> trip, I think. Yeah, I just don't do that. Um, influential. Uh, another gentleman comes to mind. Uh, I had the chance to work in palliative care with uh, a beautiful man by the name of Tim Barrow yeah. uh, Tim's father. Um, yeah, we'll go into that. Tim's father, great-grandfather was Rio Tinto BHB Dortmund. He's the founder of that company, yeah. which is quite big. Anyway, Tim was a grandchild. Yeah. And I had the chance to work with Tim for a while. And it was a great honour because I became a gentleman's gentleman, um, which is a thing you don't hear of all that much. Mm. But I got the chance to look after a man that had been done and seen and could speak in a way that it's not heard of that much anymore from elder men in groups. It's not from a point of authority or I know better, but from a point of this is the way I did this and this is what hurt me. And I did this. Um, this is why I did that. And uh, you take a deep breath and a thought and really go inside and, and, and bring out this essence inside me. I have a lot of respect for him and what he was about. And um, a beautiful, beautiful man. Uh, I, I still, uh, his passing was a great big thing for me. Yeah. Uh, I always said, you're not allowed to die, not why I'm alive. <laughs> um, but he did. Uh, 
lot of, a lot of respect for his family. Mm. Incredible people. And not only that, there's many, many other people too. I worked for a gentleman for 10 years, managing a service station, had a great lot of respect for him as well. There's so many things in so many places I've been and so many people I've met, I, I don't know. Just the other combination of combination of so many things, and particularly my two sons. Yeah, um, uh, they get up every morning and um, they do what they've got to do. They might not like it, but they get on with it and they do what they've got to do. Um, and that makes me proud that they just get up every morning, whether they understand everything that's going on or not, whether I have the answers or not, which I don't. I've been practicing to be a father, being a father since I was born. Mm. I don't know how to, I still don't know what it's like. I'm going to be a grandfather soon, so now soon I'll be practicing to be a grandfather. And then I'll have daughter-in-law soon because my son's getting married in Italy and sent to my oldest son. So then I'll be practicing what's it like to have a daughter-in-law. I don't know because I've never had one. So all these things, they open up. They're experiences that they're bringing to me. Um, uh, what's it like to go to Italy to win? Well, I don't know, but I'm about to find out. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, those things. Where did they come from? I didn't invent that, but I'm, I'm walking into life with them. It's yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. So inspiration. Um, and there's a few other things that um, that um, sometimes I really don't know what inspires me to keep going, but something does. Something motivates me to get up in the morning and keep going. I think it's a great joy into meeting other people like yourself, Jonesy, that still get up, still keep going, still in the wonderment of why the hell do we keep getting up yeah, and keep is. going. Yeah. But then this other thing keep moving. And uh, I really enjoy seeing people. I've seen that in you. Uh, I love mentoring. I love sitting on the side and watching people progress. Mentoring for me is about are you on track or are you off track? Is this what you really want to do? It's not about me helping you or holding your hand. I know you can do it. I know people can do it. Thank you. And you can stand there and just hold, hold the there. energy, right? And yeah, not necessarily hold the energy. What's them holding the energy? Yeah. Mm. Just there is yours the support energy. Yeah. Just there. And yeah. you can witness that other person going through their process yeah. and not try and jump in and tell them to do things and change yeah. them. It's just to let them understand it and yeah. figure it out in a way, right? One of the hardest things is uh, the loneliness, being alone, feeling alone. Mm. Um, it can really make or break you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are through life at different stages, you feel it at different depths. It doesn't matter when you reach 30, 40, 50, 55, 60. It hits you somewhere different. Along the way, you think you've dealt with it, but you haven't. You think you've had that. You think you've dealt with that memory, but no, this one comes up. And where did that come from? I didn't even remember I had that there. So these things open up in the times when they're supposed to. And I feel they're there to show you that you're alive. You've lived all of these moments in your life. You haven't forgot about them. And we are like a laptop computer. It's all, that's what's inside of us. Our answers to react or interact with ourselves differently at any time to make changes. This is a beautiful thing to actually do. And how do we actually do that? And I've heard you speak already how many changes you want to make directly because your laptop needs changing. Yeah. And you want to push different buttons. You want to react differently or be differently. And the way to get to that next place is, I don't know, this is what you've got to do. Go through it. And it's about, yeah, go through it, go into it, understand it, and allowing it to be there. I don't know if you have to go through anything, but you have to allow it to be there. You have to allow it to sit in it, to feel it, to understand it, to, to breathe in it. To it as well. Surrender to it. Meditation for me is not about stopping anything. It's about allowing everything to be there. Mm-hmm. It's about here I am, all this is going on, you come here too, whatever. Right. Chocolate cornados, I've had too many today, let it be here. Whatever the substance is, not block it out, but allowing it to be there with you. And breathing with it allows yourself to surrender to it and at that point you realise just how powerful you are because everything's there Mm. every day you get up and everything's going on and you can be the most craziest person with the most head stuff going on in the world but you're still breathing Mm. that's pretty amazing that's pretty phenomenal I think that is a really beautiful 
finish this conversation. And cool with artists. Yeah. <laughs> and is your, could you share your social media tag just so anyone out there if they want to find you? What is it? First breath. Wow. Uh, yeah. First breath. Oh, on Instagram. Yeah. I'll tag it in the show notes yeah, as well. Yeah. So if you want to find Terry, if you want to do any work with Terry, who does one-on-one sound healings. Any other things that you do on the Gold Coast? Sound immersion. Sound immersion. And breathing. And breathing. Your breath, not yeah. mine. Yeah. Listening to sound in nature. Yeah. And mentorship. I love mentorship. Yeah. It's something that's sort of I'm leaning in towards and finding out really what it's all about for Cooper River. Mm-hmm. Into that. And it comes along in many, many different ways, shapes, or forms. So, yeah. beautiful. Um, I can't teach you, you can teach yourself, but I'd love to be around you. Well, I'll put that in the show notes as well. So if you want to get in contact with Terry, the link will be in the notes. Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you, Terry. Thank you, John T. Love you, man. Thanks for this chance. Boom. There you go.